It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, your cheap seat crony, your bench jockey with a beer. My name is Jeff Carr, bringing you the Reds every day. have made it to Friday. Welcome into the podcast, Reds fans. This is the Lockdown Reds podcast, and I am your host, Jeff Carr. Today is Phone It In Friday, and on the podcast, I'm talking with Drew Cook from the Blog Red Machine. He is the site expert over there. We get into some roster thoughts and a little bit of previewing the 2019 season. Hope you enjoy. Right before we get to that, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. That way you get your automatic download each and every morning of the podcast. Also, don't forget your smart device in your car can access the Lockdown Reds podcast. Just simply activate its voice commands and say, play podcast Lockdown Reds, and it'll pull right up. Now... Let's get to the interview. For today's Phone It In Friday, I have the site expert of the Blog Red Machine. Drew Cook is with me today. Drew, how you doing, sir? I'm doing very well, man. How about yourself? I am doing pretty well. We are getting close, right? I think we're 20 days away, less than three weeks. Let's 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 speed it up a little bit. Maybe if we get to spring <laughs> training, we can you know get past spring training, we can get into some better weather. It's a little chilly around this way. Right. I know it's supposed to. I think they said daylight savings time starts this this Sunday, and there's still snow on the ground outside my window. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. Yeah, n- neither am I. But uh, hopefully, we got some warmer weather coming, and we get some baseball starting up here real soon. Absolutely, and it is about our favorite baseball team, the Cincinnati Reds, that we're talking today. 
Mostly what I want to focus on, we're getting, like I said, we've got less than three weeks until opening day, so the roster is starting to take shape. And if you guys haven't checked out the Blog Red machine, definitely head over there. Drew's got a lot of good pieces up. His latest piece pertains to player options, and he kind of breaks down who's got options and who doesn't have options. And it was interesting to see, and the the first guy that we'll start to talk about is a dude that I personally am a big fan of, but I understand his position on the team. Philip Irvin. He's got an option, but he looks like the fifth outfielder. Who knows, even with Nick Senzel, he might even be lower down the pecking order than that. How do you see his season playing out? You know, I just I don't see a scenario in which Irvin breaks camp with the Reds. I, I I'm with you. I like the guy a lot. I think he played very well last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when the outfield was either decimated by injuries or all the trades happened, so he finally had a chance to to show what he's got, and he's played great in the spring. But I just everything that I hear sounds like you know Senzel. They're going to give him every chance to win that center field job. And that just adds another layer to it. And I just don't see a, a scenario in which he breaks camp uh, with the big league club. That was one thing that kind of surprised me last year was him coming up. I know August, I mean, when you look at his season stats, according to his season stats, he batted 250 last year. But for much of the, for much of the month of August, he had like a 300 average. It's like September really did a number on him. Do you think... So he gets sent down. I also saw an article there on the site written by Aaron Gershon, which I, I think I pronounced that right. Hopefully, yeah. Aaron, if I – yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I saw his article talking about the possibility of trading Philip Irvin. What what do you think about that, and how would that look? I, I don't honestly see a scenario where that happens. I, I, I see some premise with it. You have a, a young, you know, controllable asset that you might be able to get something for. But at the same time, I kind of look at the situation the Reds have where you don't really know what you have with Senzel. You've got Kemp and Puig on one-year deals. So being that Irvin has an option year remaining, even if you put him down in the minors for the entire year, which I don't really see, I think he'll get a chance to come up at some point in time. But, you know, I, I would hang on to him for at least one more year and see what you can get out of him with, you know, you don't know what you have with Jose Sear. You don't know what you have with Taylor Trammell yet. So at least you have some semblance of an idea with Philip Irvin, but I really don't see him as a starting outfielder long term. But I think he could at least fill the role of a fourth outfielder um, beyond this year into the next year. So I would be very hesitant to trade him at this point in time, but I do think it's an option if you get a decent – offer for him but I think most fans would probably rather see the Reds trade Matt Kemp even though me personally I'd much rather hang on to him so uh, I'd just rather see him put Irvin down down at uh, Louisville to start the season and see where that goes it's funny because both Irvin and Kemp have really created an interesting scenario for the management staff of the Reds because they've both been raking this spring and you know, I know spring training stuff, you take that with a grain of salt, but it's been interesting to see with that and people talking about trades of Kemp and all of that. Like, I, I think it's a scenario that works in fantasy baseball, but when it comes to real baseball, you're talking about real dollars and how that $21 million is going to get paid. Like, I'm sure the Reds would have to eat some of that. I don't, I don't see 
a deal with Kemp as something that is likely, it's probably a non-zero chance. But yeah, between both those guys, and, and Philip Irvin, he seems destined, you know, he makes me think of uh, Chris Heisey. He seems destined yes. to be this iteration of the Reds' version of Chris Heisey. Like, oh man, dude, he, he would totally rake if he got everyday time, but it's just not going to happen, I don't think. I'm, I'm with you there. I agree. I agree. I just I just don't see him getting the reps. And if, if he's not going to get the reps at the major league level, I'd rather see him go down to triple A and, and, you know, even perfect his defense more than anything. If, if you know, he, his defense was not the best last year. So if they could at least, you know, have some uh, some improvements with his defense that could help him to stick at the major league level, whether it's this year or the next year. That is true. He did have a couple of scenarios where he was struggling to hit the cutoff, man, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah, I remember that several times last year. Yeah. That was unfortunate. Speaking of sending down and kind of getting regular playing time in the minors, I saw one of the prominent names, uh, guys who have a couple of options actually, is Tyler Malley. When it comes to Tyler Malley's 2019, do you see it being more beneficial for him to be in the Major League bullpen or to be in Louisville's rotation? I would rather see Tyler Malley start almost every single game in Louisville next year than even touch the bullpen. Mm-hmm. I I think he has the most upside, except for maybe Luis Castillo, of all the holdovers from last year's rotation. And I think getting him in there every fifth day, rather than just coming in for an inning here or two there or something, I think his development would improve so much more from getting a regular start every fifth day at Louisville, and I think the next year you just cut him loose and you put him in that rotation. I think he has the potential to be one of their best pitchers on next year's staff. I agree with you. He's a reason that you know a lot of people looked at the guys that the Reds got, especially in the rotation between Rourke and Wood, and they're like, oh, but they're only one-year guys. I think Malley is a perfect reason as to why I'm not worried about them having one-year contracts. I'm because- 100% with you on that one. Right, because it's like, you know, maybe they extend him, but if they don't, they've got Malley waiting in the wings, and we saw what he can do last year. He flashed his potential there. Absolutely. Also, speaking of arms, and the, and this one, this guy, I tell you, because I was, the, I was on the bandwagon whenever he was drafted. I was on the bandwagon for a few years of Robert Stevenson. And <laughs> I tell you, I just, oh, man, these last couple of years have been so disheartening. When yep, it com- when it comes to him, and he's he's the prominent dude on that list of guys with zero options, is there is there anything left? Is there any reason why you could see him making the major league roster this season and being on the Reds? I he's one of the most difficult ones for me to peg. I I have him in a mix of of three different players that I look at and I say he's got to make it happen, right. and it's between him, Matt Whistler. And Brandon Finnegan, those three to me are in this mix of players who either got to make it happen this year, or it's not going to happen at all. And you know he's always been projected as a starter, but obviously those five spots are taken this year, so his best bet's going to be in the bullpen. And I, I just, I just don't see him getting that last chance. I maybe Derek Johnson's able to turn him around a little bit, you know, but you know, he's also been injured during camp. So he hasn't really had a chance to, you know, to get going. I, I think there might be more upside with a player like Whistler or Finnegan than Stevenson. So out of those three that are kind of in that last little bit, 
I kind of look at him as as kind of the odd man out amongst those guys. If you were to rank, and in terms of starting pitching, if you were to rank them all, where was where would Robert Stevenson fall? Are you talking about um, amongst the players on on the roster right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh man, I, I mean, I'd I'd have to put him. If you're going with you got the starting five all set, I think you had to put him below Malley. Um, I think you even put him below Romano. Mm-hmm. He might be number eight on that list if you think he's better than Cody Reed. Maybe I think he's probably right in that mix. Right. I mean, if his his problem is walks. If 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 he continues to walk guys the way he has. I just don't see any way that that he can, you know, break either the roster or the rotation or anything. So if I was ranking him, I'd probably put him number eight on that list. Uh, I'm I'm with you there. He's definitely down there, and we don't know a ton. We're still discovering the talent of Tony Santion, but I almost would rank him up there too with him. That's uh, that's very true. And, and Gutierrez has had a heck of a spring oh, as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, I mean, he's he's got a year before he's going to be up that way. But Santion, I, I think he uh, he has a lot of potential as well. I'm excited to see him uh, up at AAA this year. Yeah, I, I definitely think we are coming to the conclusion that the bats are going to be pretty interesting this year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I think we're going to have one of the deepest teams up here in Louisville that we've had in some time. We're going to take a quick break from the conversation with Drew Cook from the Log Red Machine for a few ads. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. New game day shirt? Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom. Cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. And now, more of the conversation between myself and Drew Cook. Kind of switching gears a little bit, still looking at the starting pitching, but maybe not looking at the guys who are on the outside looking in. Who would you say, just thinking of the guys that we have, is going to be starting opening day? Oh, for the starting rotation? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would like to thank Alex Wood. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and, and with, with Sonny Gray not, not 100% yet, I, I think I'll go with Alex Wood as the opening day starter. I think there's an outside chance we could see Castillo get that. But I, I think he would be much better off if, if the pressure was kind of taken off and he was going up against the team's number two or number three starters. So out of all the arms that we have, I would go with Alex Wood as, as the starter. That's a good okay. thought. I, I I think he's really championed the cause, so to speak, to be dramatic about it. But ever since he became a Red, it's like all you've heard is interviews with him talking about how good the Reds are going to be and how much he's buying into it. So I could I could definitely see that happening as well. Yeah, I I think you know his experience and and everything else like that. I, I think it'd be nice to have him. Uh, leading the charge with this uh, with this starting rotation. So if it was me, I'd, I'd go with Alex Wood. For sure. And one of the things, and a lot of what I'm talking about with the roster I saw on MLB.com, Mark Sheldon wrote an article. He included, and, and I feel like he himself, he's pretty objective and he's able to 
put like his ability, you know, it, what he wants the Reds to do aside, and he can report on what they're most likely going to do. He included Nixon Zell in his updated 25-man roster prediction. I think, and and, and I kind of want to get your gauge on this too. From what everything we've heard, and maybe it's all coach speak, and they're just trying to butter us up, but um, from what all we've heard this season, does it sound like they're going to start Nixon Zell March 28th against the Pirates? I I think they are, and I, and I hope they are. I know there's all this talk of service time manipulation, and you gain this extra year, and everything else like that. And I've, I've had people comment on, on the website about the reason to, to keep him, you know, on the minor league roster to start the season. I just feel like this, this season, if, if the reds are going for lack of better words, all in, I mean, we've, we've seen them upgrade the pitching staff. They got Puig, they got Kemp. Then let's, then let's do it from the word go. I mean, their, their, their first month of, uh, you know, of the season, they play the Brewers, they play the Dodgers, and they play the Braves, all of whom won their division last year. They really don't have an what you would call an easy series, except for maybe against the Marlins, uh, the Pirates. I know some people, to me, that people sleep on the Pirates. I think they're actually a very good team with a good rotation. Mm-hmm. And I just, I would put Senzel in the starting lineup from the word go. I'd probably bat him second. Maybe, you know, if, if you don't feel comfortable with him in the number two hole, you can obviously put him further down in the order. But I'm all for seeing Senzel on the roster from the word go. And I think provided he's healthy and it sounds like he's in the lineup uh, for this coming week, I, I think you got to go with him. I think you got to put him in the lineup. We are definitely in complete agreement on that. I, <laughs> I, I think it will almost ratchet up my excitement a little more if March 28th, I'm sitting in my seat there at Great American Ballpark and I'm seeing Nixon Zell out there in center field. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and if, if he's not on the roster, all we're going to be talking about for the two weeks after that is wait till he comes up, wait till he comes up. Let's right. stop and let's just get it going. Let's, let's start out with a bang and start this season off the way I think most fans want to see it started. And that's, you know, get out there and start winning from the word go. Oh, I'm with you there. Let's let's do let's do a little bit of crystal ball stuff at the end of 2019 the reds are hoisting the world series trophy who is no i'm kidding but i mean you know at the hey, end of the i, I was I, i'm still with you a little bit keep going <laughs> yeah uh you know come what may how the season goes who do you have among the roster of talented guys that the front office has put together, who do you have as the team's MVP? If you're asking me right now, I'd have to go with Eugenio Suarez. Okay. I I think he's set up for a monster year this year. Um, you know, you've got Votto in the lineup. You've got Puig in the lineup. You're probably going to have Kemp you know, in there for several at bats, mm-hmm. you know, we just talked about Senzel. There's so much firepower in that lineup, you know, Scooter Jeanette too. I just, he really broke out last season and I really like him to, to, to build on that this year. And, and a sneaky candidate, I'll, I'll give you this guy too, because I think everybody's really sleeping on him. 
I really like what I think Jose Peraza is going to put out this yes. year. Yeah. I think I think Jose Peraza is a very underrated and undervalued member of that team. I, I won't go as far to say MVP, but I think he's going to surprise a lot of people with how good he's going to play this year. No, no, and that's that is a really good way to say it. I mean, the entire left side of the Reds infield, I wouldn't say is being overlooked, but they're flying very solidly under the radar this season because you've got people talking about Nixon Zell in center. You've got Yasiel Pui grabbing the headlines and getting everybody excited. You've even got some folks that are just like, ooh, Jesse Winker is going to be a solid leadoff guy. And Joey Votto, it's bounce back time. Eugenio Suarez, like depending on which website you looked at in their calculations for war, Eugenio Suarez was the MVP last year for the Reds. And we've not really, and and, you know, we've even talked about, you know, Scooter, what's he going to look like at second base? Suarez, it's almost as if we've kind of penciled him in as like, oh yeah, no, he's, he's, he's fine. We don't even need to worry about him. And I think because of that, he's just going to go off. I'm with you. He's surrounded by a cast of really good hitters. Yes. I I mean, with, you know, I I could see him easily. He's going to bat in the four or five hole. You'd have to assume he's going to be right in there in that four or five hole. Um, You know, his defense and his defense, I think will get better. Just like, you know, I I think that's going to continue to get better. And I, I just I just don't see a scenario where he's not successful this year. I mean, he, he was, you know, up there with RBIs and home runs after missing two weeks plus last year, too, with the injury. So, you know, I, I think I, I wrote about this earlier, but, you know, especially in the day and age with all these large contracts that these guys are getting, he might be not just the most valuable player on the team, but his contract is makes him the most valuable player on that team. Uh, comparative to what all these other players are making nowadays. It's an incredible deal that the Reds have, and I think he's set up for a phenomenal season this year. Absolutely. Definitely with you there. We've had Drew Cook on the podcast today for our Phone It In Friday. He is the site expert of the Blog Red Machine. Make sure you check that out at blogredmachine.com. Uh, Drew, how long have you been over there at the site? Uh, we start. I started up uh, in June of this last year, and uh, we've really tried to grow this site up uh, over the last uh, seven, eight months, seen a lot of increase in traffic and uh, a lot of interactions on social. And we love, you know, hearing from people and try to take a positive spin with the Reds. I think it's easy to to uh, come out and have some, uh, you know, some jest at what's going on for the last uh, four or five years with the team. But mm-hmm. uh, we get a lot of positive feedback from uh, from the folks that read our stuff. And, uh, you know, come on over. We love to, you know, have conversations with anybody and everybody. I'm a fan of the site. It's you guys got a lot of great content rolling on there. Definitely check them out, and um, I'll definitely be keeping up with you all. You, you got great stuff going on over there. So, Drew, I really appreciate you coming on, man. And I'm hoping to have you on more this season. Hey, give me a call anytime, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Honestly, this is probably my favorite podcast of each and every week. I love getting to talk to people about the Reds, and it was fun talking with Drew. Definitely going to look at having him on the podcast a lot more this season. It was awesome to have him come on. Like I mentioned, make sure you go check out the Blog Red Machine over at blogredmachine.com. they got a lot of great content over there. Well, that wraps us up for the week here on the Locked On Reds podcast. Appreciate you guys downloading and listening all week long. Check us out next week. We are getting ever closer to opening day, Reds fans. It's almost here. Keep your, well, I guess you don't really have a dial. It's a podcast. Keep your 
podcast download dial tuned to the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day. I'll be back on Monday with some more Reds content for you. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll see you then. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.